Thank you all for joining us again for another episode of the Y Sheller Podcast. My name is Alex Walsh, and today I'm joined by three very special guests, all of whom I like very much, and I'm very glad to be with them on a Saturday morning, so thank you all for showing up. Um, all of them veterans, and that's what we're here to talk about today. Not just the NBA experience, but the experience of serving our country, and then uh, serving the business community, I guess, of not only the country, but of the broader world as well. But let's start with introductions. I have Jamie on my left. Can you tell us your first and last name, as you'd like the audience to know it, because I called Chris Tico and he didn't like that. So <laughs> tell us what you'd like us to call you uh, and where you're from. So my name is Jamie Foss and I'm from Statesboro, Georgia. Where is Statesboro in Georgia? Statesboro is about four hours south, three or four hours south, uh, maybe an hour inland from Savannah. Okay, near Savannah. Yeah. Outstanding. Samuel? My name is Samuel Jerome and I'm originally from St. Louis, Missouri. Ah, I have roots in Missouri. Did you know that? I was I born not. in Missouri. Where? Uh, Rolla, middle of the state. Okay, my dad went to college there. Oh, very yeah. cool. Is he an engineer? Yes, he is. <laughs> I knew it. And Lindy. I'm Lindy Axon. I'm originally from Everett, Washington, but I call Hohenfels, Germany home. Oh, right. Yeah, you've traveled all over the place. So, okay, so you're all from different places. And in previous episodes of this podcast, I've had a lot of guests from everywhere, and I've asked them all about how they got Scheller on their radar. Um, but you all have something else in common as well, which is that you served your country. So can we talk for a little bit? And before we got online, we said, this is really a podcast for veterans because we like that you're here and we want to speak to those folks. So if you want to go off on riffs and say whatever things veterans know that I don't, please feel free. But just talk about that experience. And Jamie, you're on my left, so maybe you can go first. But that experience of um, how you found the Marines is the branch that you served in, if I remember correctly. How that got on your radar and what that was like and, and you know, just that experience. Uh I, I guess I would probably attribute most of that to sort of my, my family background and uh, had a family history of the military and, and so it was, it was an easy decision for me. My dad was a Marine and uh, he encouraged me to, to go the officer route and so I, I decided to apply at the Citadel, which is a military college in Charleston, South Carolina. Our listeners know it, I'm sure. <clears throat> yeah, and, uh, and, and so I went to the Citadel for four years and commissioned as an officer in the Marine Corps in 2010. And, uh, and so it was a really great experience for me and an opportunity for me to develop as a leader before I actually, uh, before I actually got started in, in the Marine Corps. Awesome. Samuel, similar story? Uh, no, quite different really. So I, I already had my undergraduate degree in business management and so I worked in the industry for about a year. And I had no intention of ever being in the military. I don't really have a big military uh, family history other than my grandparents for World War II. But mm. Driving home one day, I happened to look over and see the little recruiting station, and I just felt like a, a need or desire that that's kind of where I needed the to go. Call, right, it was, and and so I just started making steps to uh, talk to the recruiters and ultimately enlisting into the army. And so that's that's what really brought me into there as kind of a desire for helping people. I guess ultimately what, what called me there. I'm sure folks can relate better listening. And Lindy, I think you're Air Force, is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, I, I served in the Air Force. Um, both my parents were career Army, though, and uh, my dad wouldn't let me join the Army. <laughs> that's the way that discussion went. Um, if you want to join the military, don't join the Army. Uh, so, And I'm sure those Army listeners will know why I joined the Air Force. <laughs> I absolutely know why, yes. Uh, <laughs> but um, I, yeah, I went to the Air Force Academy. I did not uh, graduate from there, so I took a little bit of a different route um, out of there, and so I ended up serving enlisted in the Air Force. Okay. Um, and to the extent that you'd like to, uh, this is a business school podcast, and we certainly want to get to that. 
But just a little bit of overview of your service and where you guys were. Perhaps listeners can relate or did similar experiences, similar tours. I guess we'll start on the left again. Sure. I was a communications officer. And um, and, and so as all Marine officers do, I started my training in Quantico, Virginia, uh, and then moved down to North Carolina. I was in at Cherry Point and uh, in Camp Lejeune and did a, a deployment as an advisor to the Afghan police uh, to Helmand Province and uh, Musakala District where I worked with the Afghan police to develop overall general policing uh, knowledge and some and did some, also did some work with communications with, uh, with my counterpart. And I came back and was given an opportunity to go and teach at the basic school in Quantico, Virginia, which is where we teach all of our junior officers about leadership and decision-making and tactics. And, uh, and so that's sort of where I finished up and came back. Leadership and decision-making, almost, we're almost at the business school question, but we'll, <laughs> right. we'll hold off one second and hear from everybody else about what they did. So I am a combat engineer, and so I did my training in Missouri down at Fort Leonard Wood. And so from there, I went to Fort Stewart, Georgia, not too far from you. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was there for about five years. And during that time, I went on two deployments to Iraq, uh, a little over a year each time. And I uh, kind of did a lot of route clearances, which is what they use the combat engineers for. So each time was a different, unique experience. One time was up in Mosul, up in the north. and The, other, the original time was in Baghdad, and so running around there. Uh, on my second deployment, I decided that uh, I wanted to try to find a different experience and go somewhere else. And so that's what led me to find a special assignment doing embassy work. So I worked in like our military attache offices, which represent like the, the U.S. military in relation to our host nation military of whatever country that we're in. And so I got onto that route for another five years in two different countries and uh, really had a, had a great time in that experience. Well, mine sounds uh, not nearly as decorated as theirs. Um, <laughs> yeah, just work up. Uh, no, I was uh, services in the Air Force, which is basically kind of a catch-all career field. So we do everything from working in the dining facility to the gym on base to the hotel on base. We also um, <clears throat> do mortuary services. So like I said, a little bit of a catch-all. Yeah. Um, but I served uh, the bulk of my time at Cannon Air Force Base in New Mexico, which okay. is an AFSOC Air Force Special Operations Command Base. Um, so anybody who's ever been to Cannon or knows much about the Air Force and their bases, that's probably one of the lowest uh, of the ones that you would ever want to visit. Mm. Um, but no, I had a great experience, learned a lot of really valuable lessons in customer service and dealing with a lot of people. Um, but uh, I wouldn't want to go back to that sure. part of the Well, thank you for going. And if you're not supposed to say thank you, tell me now, but thank you. Um, and I guess each of you in your responses started to hint at those things that certainly with decision making and leadership, certainly with serving customers, certainly with uh, attache and with kind of navigating complex political structures, um, it makes sense that you all are here at business school. So, but maybe can you talk about how it first got into your brain, the idea of doing that um, and how that process began and what got you from there to here, I guess, in this moment? Uh, Samuel, for, for Variety, let's start with you. Okay, so for me, I was at a decision point in my career where I was at 10 years in. And so the Army is one of the only branches that for their enlisted soldiers, when you get to a 10-year mark, you either choose to stay in for another 10 years or you find something else to do with your life. And so that discussion came up with my family. Uh, my career was moving along just fine, but we just really looked down the road and decided that it was better for me to go back and get an education and then and start a new career path. So looking at that, my wife is from Atlanta. Mm. So my immediate choices were to look in the surrounding Atlanta area, mm -hmm. which thankfully we have two wonderful schools that are here mm -hmm. and Georgia Tech is the best one of the two. Ah. 
And uh, so, you said it, not me. Right. So that is kind of what led me to focus on Georgia Tech. Although, obviously, you know, for our careers and our education, we have to assume other schools, but that was my primary goal. And so ultimately, that's kind of what led me to make that choice of business. Having a business background made it easy to make, say, that business as a master's degree is really my best option since. That would require a lot of additional education to really focus on a master's in a different program. You mentioned Washington, New Mexico, and Germany. None of those places are in Georgia, if I recall correctly. Mm -mm. So how did you get to Atlanta? Um, well, a couple of reasons. So I'm a dual degree student, so I'm also working on my master's in aerospace engineering. And so when I, it was coming time for me to, my enlistment was up, I was looking at, uh, I just Googled the best engineering schools sure. in the country. And so I applied to CU Boulder and Georgia uh, Tech. And so my grandmother is 94 this year. She just turned 94 last week. Um, but she lives outside of Atlanta. So that was a big draw. Um, it was the closest I'd lived to family in uh, almost 10 years, wow. I think, uh, to be within driving distance of family. And she told you the secret to 94? <laughs> she eats ice cream every uh, day. I was hoping it was some kind of like, Every day. Story. Every day. Um, Excellent. But that's how but that's how I got here. And so the dual degree program um, started about a year after I was here. And so I had looked up uh, people with jobs that I wanted. Um, so like the the program director of the Mars, Mars Science Laboratory, she has an MBA and also an engineering degree. I was like, her job's pretty awesome. I would like to do that, please. Yeah. Outstanding. Jamie, you are from Georgia. Mm -hmm. Less of a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> but so but Citadel and then Hellman Province, at what point did you start thinking about business? Well, you, you know, I was really interested in business because I studied business in undergrad mm. and um, I also knew that I wanted to to go into the Marine Corps and and serve and, and I felt like I felt like after six years um, and and sort of culminating at the basic school um, which which I feel is a really prestigious opportunity to go in and teach our future officer corps um, it made sense for me to look for other opportunities Typically, at that point, it, it sort of serves as an inflection point for, for many officers who hit their second tour. And you either decide to stay in for sort of the long haul um, and, and make a career out of the military, or you can sort of start a second career, you know, get out, go and find another job, or go to, you know, law school, business school, some sort of other grad program. Given my experience in, in undergrad, uh, and my interest in business, I, I really, really thought that business was sort of the, the, the goal for me. And I looked at several schools, um, but as soon as I got to Scheller and I toured the, toured the school, met some of the, the second years uh, and the first years, and then met the faculty and the staff, uh, the admissions folks, it was really, really a, a no-brainer for me. I really, really was impressed that the minute I stepped on campus and saw everything that Atlanta had to offer, because I wasn't from Atlanta and I really hadn't spent a whole lot of time here. Uh, and so this was really a new experience for me and I was really, really excited from, from the start. I think we're all very proud of the community that we have here and very grateful for it. Um, it sounds like in each of your cases you had an inflection point where you had to make some sort of decision and perhaps that's quite standard for most military folks. Is there anything, you know, Given that that decision had to have been made, is there anything that you wish you had known or had heard? You know, let's speak speak to past you now, if you will. And what could you have said to yourself back then? Um, are you pleased with your decision? What factors ended up being important to you? Did you waste time in any kind of direction? What would you tell folks maybe who are in your shoes right now thinking about, okay, my inflection point is coming up. I'm thinking about business school. What would be helpful for them to know, given your experiences, and whoever feels most passionately, just kind of chime in because this is a big one. Um, 
I think uh, that what I would tell, and especially any veteran um, that I meet and I'm, I mentor a lot, um, I would tell them that uh, don't sell yourself short. Um, you may not think that you fit into a business school environment. You may not think that you're the right fit to, to pursue an MBA, but you have an immense amount of experience. Um, the military teaches you a lot of valuable lessons um, from decision making to customer service to, to how to even just, you know, wear the right thing and, and put the right appearance forward. It goes um, but a lot of people tend to not think that they have ap applicable experiences um, that d directly relate to it, but uh, you really do. Um, and so I think that's always something that I was nervous about in the past is like, well, how can I relate this um, and go into an engineering school or go into my MBA? I didn't really do anything important. Um, and I think that's a lot of people's mindset, but, but you really have. Um, you've done a lot more than a lot other people have. And so just don't sell yourself short. And I, I don't mean to cut you guys off. If you have responses too, we'll get to them. But I think you make a great point. And I think there's a perception out there that Georgia Tech is if you can't code in Python, why are you even thinking about looking at that place, much less going there? I certainly didn't have that experience. I doubt any of you did because I don't even think it's close. But does anyone want to talk about this notion that you have to know, basically you have to speak zeros and ones to be here and to be successful? That's, I don't think that's true. Would you agree with that? Uh, I would I'd certainly like to jump in on that one. Because <laughs> I, I don't have a quant background. I don't code. Um, of course, I've learned a few things here in business school, but uh, that was as far from uh, my concern as, as possible as I was starting to consider uh, the types of business schools that I might be interested in, the types of business education that might lead to my further success. Uh, and, and so I, I looked at schools like Georgia Tech that have such a, um, a connection with one of the greatest research universities in the world, which Lindy is, is, is you know, integrated with. Um, the, the opportunities to work with multiple um, entrepreneurial programs like techno Tiger, Technological Innovation, Generate, generate Economic Results. Uh, You're the first person to spell it out before yeah. you're, you're telling what it is. No, We've gone 10 minutes with that thing, nobody <laughs> knowing what it stands for, but thank you. Yeah, so absolutely. So these opportunities, I think, just don't necessarily exist at many other um, top business schools. And, and that really sold me as an opportunity to come in and learn these things because I just hadn't had these, that type of experience before. And Samuel, you're the first year at the table, so we all forget what happened 365 days ago. But if I recall correctly, there's quite a bit of instruction as far as SQL and R and whatever the tool is that you want to learn. But I think we do a good job of getting folks up to speed very quickly, even if they don't have the technical background. Maybe you do have some with some engineering to your name, but uh, talk a little bit about that experience of being a first year and just getting on the level with everybody about that technical ex expertise. Yeah, so for me, definitely getting on that level, I had been so far removed from university by the time I came back here. I was, it was definitely a concern for me. And I actually reached out to Lindy prior to coming here saying, hey, you know, I don't know anything about I statistics. No you know, what, what do I need to learn about statistics? Do I need to read a book? Can I buy something? Right. Um, I feel like I'm not going to be able to perform as well as everybody else around here. And um, so coming in through the orientation, you know, we all get to know each other better and then learning about how everybody else's background is just as diverse as mine. Uh, and so that, that really helped to, I guess, get me in a better mindset of more of an optimistic mindset. And so through once the semester starts, the teachers here are absolutely amazing and they tailor the class on the fly to bring it down to the lowest level in the room and then just build everybody up together as one unified class. And so that everybody starts from the same base to where everyone understands the material and you really don't have to be an expert already 
And so once you're done with everything, now at the beginning of last semester, once we finish that, then you know I'm I'm with everybody else. Not necessarily as good as some of the people who have an engineering background. They're definitely better off in the quant area, but uh, I'm on par now to to be a good competitor for for the positions I need to fight for. And I think we all benefit from the diversity of the class, and we do have those comp sci PhD types who can program in their sleep. I'm looking at Rajat over there. Um, and we do have those softer skilled folks. We have an art history major in the group, I think. But um, Jamie, since I was on your team, maybe you can tell everybody how great your team was and how good it was as an experience of just having that diverse set of folks um, and really learning from everyone. It ain't cutthroat here, man. We're here to help each other as, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and I certainly had that experience working with you. So now you can compliment me back. Right. <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> our first team as MBAs was uh, was it was really really a diverse team. Um, it brought in you know uh, Alex uh, Walters from UGA. He's he's got a, a consulting background as an Excel wizard. Uh, we've got Alex here who is a, a, a great quant I think and, and and really brought a lot of great stuff to the team. We have Tej who was really, really impressive as far as her, her also her quantitative skills. And then you had me, who had very little quantitative <laughs> skills. I, uh, I see what you used us all for. Yeah, and, and, and so I really, really was able to gain a lot from that, that experience. You guys were really great and, and sort of helped me to, to develop my own skills. It really set me up for success, especially as I got into my second year and started to take some more analytically heavy uh, and focused classes. I'm glad you mentioned second year because we have a couple folks who are there and someone going through an internship search right now, internship search right now. Yep. Um, can we talk a little bit about what's next? I, I guess I don't want to get too far ahead. I think everyone liked the experience here. I've gotten positive reviews so far. Um, but where can this get you? And for folks who are thinking about maybe Georgia Tech and Scheller as an option, where is this taking you next? And maybe if there's not a specific answer, what is on your mind, the jobs you're looking at, the opportunities. For example, for myself, when I got here, I thought, oh, strategy, that sounds interesting. I'm now marketing, I've totally changed course, but I'm absolutely grateful to the program for the opportunities, Home Depot, et cetera, et cetera. But, so looking forward, what are you guys excited about? I think, Jamie, you know what you're doing. Is that right? Mm -hmm. And you wanna share it with the folks, or is it kinda? Yeah, yeah, no, so uh, actually, I, in December, I was lucky enough to, to accept an offer with Ultimate Software. Um, they're a, a human capital management software as a service company based in Miami, Florida. The role is going to be here for a year. It's a rotational program where I'll rotate through multiple functions in the company and, and do projects for the, for the different directors and VPs and, and get, to, get to work with some of the leadership there, which is a really, really unique opportunity, I think, with, with a company like Ultimate that uh, is growing so rapidly and, and it's really has, going to have a good footprint in their industry. So, real quick, yeah. you're the guy who said no technical background, you're literally working for a software company. Yes, exactly. Okay. Just want to make sure I understand. Exactly. And so, uh, you know, the, honestly, the skills that you learn, especially in first year, that foundation that you you develop with your team, and then the opportunities that you receive after to go into some honestly really fascinating analytical focus, analytically focused courses um, has set me up for, for success in this role. Absolutely. I think you know too. I do. So I got accepted into um, the Engineering Career Foundation program, ECFP. It's a rotational program with Boeing. Mm. So there's about 30 people selected each year for this program. So it's pretty pretty awesome. It's where they're 
developing the next leadership within Boeing's uh, engineers. Um, but it's the first job I've ever had as an engineer, so um, I'm a little nervous about that. But I will be starting in Huntington Beach, California, and it's four six-month rotations, three of which are at a home base, and then you could do one off-site at any Boeing site in the country. Did you intern with Boeing as well? I did. I worked um, as a program management intern for their sustainment team on the V-22, which is a platform that the Marines fly. So it was an opportunity. I got to work with Marine customer and Air Force customers, but the Marines uh, owned way more. So. And if that's not an endorsement for Shell, I don't know what it is. We got you right plugged right in. So that's awesome. And Samuel, you're in the internship shirt. Internship yes. search. I can nail it right now. So just tell us where you are and how that's going. Um, maybe you're scared. Maybe you're not. Let us know what's going on. Well, I am starting to get a little nervous as we, <laughs> as we move through, uh, but I am still searching. And the roles that I'm searching for are mainly at the moment just kind of like supply chain operations. Uh, but one of the amazing things about getting your MBA is that you really have no idea what you're going to enjoy doing until after you've done it. So that's, that's kind of where I am. You came in with strategy and you left with marketing. Uh, I'm coming in at the moment with operations and supply chain, but I'm not really sure what I'll land. I'm kind of keeping my options, my mind open as I apply, um, understanding that I can do anything out of the choices that I have. And so we'll see where I get put and then um, what my experience will be from there. And then I'll make a decision on if I want to stay focused there or switch to something else. And we're catching you right in like crunch time. And perhaps the second years at the table with me can relate where like Jan Feb is really where you start running and emailing and all that kind of stuff. Jamie, I can remember from a year ago, um, but that's great. And we have a great career services staff. I hope you feel supported. I certainly did myself. Um, so I'm glad you feel like there's a lot of opportunity out there for you, it sounds like. Absolutely. Um, so, great. It sounds like we're all happy. Um, is there any other message you want to convey to folks? You know, we're very audience focused on this podcast, and so we hope that the veterans listening um, certainly you sound like as a mentor for folks, Lindy, that you you would welcome uh, communication or questions from anybody. You got a question the other day from somebody. I remember you telling a story at an ambassador <laughs> meeting about something crazy. But Lindy always responds to email. Um, anything else you want to let folks know as far as veterans are concerned about um, you know what they should be thinking or any questions or anything you wish you could say? I already kind of asked this question, but any kind of sign off from anybody else? Um, I would just like to reiterate what Samuel said. Um, it was a long time since I did my undergrad experience and before I applied to, to any graduate program. Um, so just don't be afraid. Um, take risks. Uh, the rewards definitely are worth it. Um, but it is scary, but there's a lot of people who will help answer questions. So just re reach out to us. I know any of us would want to help out. Absolutely. I agree. I think one of the biggest obstacles from my, I guess my experience in getting into grad school as well as uh, some of the other people, a couple of vets that I know of is the, the GMAT, the GRE. It is definitely a, um, a way to filter out candidates because it's such a difficult test, but just, you know, stick with that, study hard. You can get, if you can get through that, you can get into the program and, and really find your way through to sell your experience and, there no, won't be any problems at all. It can be done, he yes. says. It can be done. Jamie, you're last. Sign yeah. us off. So this uh, this can be a really, really <laughs> difficult decision. Uh, it's a decision that it really could affect, um, honestly, the next the next 
decade or more of your life, a, a decision to, to sort of stay in and, and continue on with your military career to get out and, and do something different. And so I think that you need to do some real reflection on, on what it is that your goals are, what your goals actually are, and what you really want to accomplish. Um, because of course, I know that, that some of some of my most impressive peers in the military stayed in and are still doing really great things in the Marine Corps and the Army and the Air Force or, or Navy or Coast Guard for that matter. Um, and, and then others left and are doing some really, really impressive things for business or law. Uh, and elsewhere. And, and so I just think you really need to, to self-reflect and sort of decide on what it is that's appropriate for you and your life going forward. And I would also say that, that uh, Scheller loves veterans. We really do. And uh, I, I just, I could not have been any more impressed with the community that has been created here by Scheller, uh, the, the, the opportunities that have been given to veterans. Um, you know, Lindy's the, the president of our, our veterans club here at, uh, at Scheller, and, and, and we want to do all that we can to bring in uh, as many good veteran candidates as possible so the landing was stuck thank you jamie thank you all very much thank, thank you. you thanks